Welcome to On The Bounce, where we discuss resilience and its practical application in our lives. Together, we'll discover the tools needed to empower ourselves, develop positive thoughts, and accomplish our goals to become the best versions of ourselves. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to another exciting episode of On The Bounce. I have my very good friend, Ebony, and we are going to have a great conversation, not just because of who she is, but what she contributes to the uh, community and our future leaders. And I'm so excited to have this, uh, this conversation and have that ability to have that perspective and to generate conversations that are needed uh, within our, our industries and communities. So Ebony, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Oh, thank you so much for the invite. I'm, I'm super excited to be here today. Yeah, absolutely. So I always like to share with my listeners as far as uh, how the relationships and how the connections are made. So um, I met Ebony through uh, her husband, who we worked together in the military. And I think that's just one of the beauties of the military is that a lot of times our relationships goes deeper than just your interactions with the individuals that you work with. And especially if you're able to break that wall and be introduced to family and uh, start to know the people behind the uniform and the family that mm-hmm. supports the uh, the individuals. And, uh, and I think it's always an honor where you can have that additional extension within the family and really get to know the individual. So it's so exciting. And I'm so excited that we are able to continue our friendship on a different level and just mm-hmm. being able to, to just grow. So super excited. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to just tell a little bit of who you are, what you do, and uh, we'll take it from there. All right. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Ebony B. Harry. I am a retired Air Force. I spent 21 years in the service, uh, started out with aircraft maintenance and then switched over to computers, uh, which is how I finished out my career. Um, Upon retirement, I I wanted to figure out, like, what do I want to do when I grow up? That's kind of the the conversation that service members have is like, okay, so for this long, I've been told this is what I'm doing. Now, what do I want to do? So, um, <laughs> well, I just want to, because even as a little girl, I would line my dolls up on the steps and I would teach them out of an encyclopedia, which most people might not know what that is anymore, but <laughs> it's like, it's like Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, but, but I would try to teach them how to read. And so I said, well, that's what I used to do as a kid. That's what I'm going to do. So I did. I didn't go the traditional route uh, through a series of events. I ended up in JROTC, uh, which is in the high school level. So I taught in the high school for four years. That was an experience, um, but I loved it. I loved it. I learned a lot. I matured a lot. Um, and then through that, I decided that because I spent a lot of my time in the high school actually talking with young people and trying to help them figure out the direction of their life and what they want to do and how to make good choices and and how to deal with life situations. And so I decided I wanted to be a school counselor. So went back to school for that. Um, just got my uh, master's degree in education for school counseling in 2020. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. And so this past May, I just finished my first year as a school counselor at a local middle school here in the area. Very so that's nice. a little bit about me, uh, at least 
professionally. That's a little bit about me and kind of my journey uh, to where I am today, which is school counselors. Yeah, that's amazing. And I and I love the fact that, you know, uh, you identify uh, a lot of what your passion is and being able to still still stick to that path and being able to navigate a, a future that mm-hmm. allows you to still serve your purpose and what your passion is. Mm-hmm. And and more, more exciting is that to a generation or our next generation who needs it the most. And uh, mm-hmm. it's really exciting to uh, to hear that that was the direction that you continue to stick because uh, there's so mm-hmm. many reasons where people uh, recognize that, oh yeah, this is something that I should do or, you know, yeah, being being a teacher, being counsel- a counselor is honorable, but they find so many other reasons to kind of uh, divert and go a different, mm-hmm. a different path. So very mm-hmm. noble and very exciting. So let's talk a little bit about your family and how, um, some of the decisions that you made, um, you know, with re- retirement, and what were your driving factors as far as the, that helped make those decisions? <laughs> the, the Air Force made that very easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Air Force. Don't get me wrong. The Air Force, uh, the Air Force is definitely a blessing in my life, and I don't re- regret joining the Air Force at all. But um, at about 17 years in, they said, you're going to deploy. I had never deployed before. I was like, okay. My baby was 13 months old. Um, I had a four-year-old and my youngest was 13 months old. I deployed, came back from that deployment and they said, oh, you've never done a short tour either, which if you don't know, a short tour means one year away, usually away from your family. Um, And so I was like, but I just got back from six months deployment. Now I'm going away for a year. So my daughter was 19 uh, months. My son had just turned five and they said, uh, you're going to Korea for a year. So I said, okay, it's time to go. (laughs) So I did my year in Korea, beautiful country. um, But I was away from my family. So I was really just kind of like, you know, counting down days. (laughs) So when I got back, when I got back from Korea, um, got promoted, which was a blessing, but, uh, I had been back from Korea about 30 days and I was doing something, packing up something or whatever. And my daughter, uh, who was three at the time looked at me and said, mommy, you leave again. Mm. I was like, okay, when can I put in my papers? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is, this is, this is not going to become the norm. No, because it just yeah. broke. It just yeah. broke my heart. She was like, mommy, you leave again. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And then a few months later, my husband and I were going on vacation. Not vac- Well, not really vacation, but we were going to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, some friends of ours were getting married. So we were just going for the weekend, leave on Friday, be back Sunday afternoon. And the kids had to go to school. My mom was getting them ready. My son's stomach started hurting. He didn't feel good. My daughter's falling out. She, and I was like, what in the world? Because they saw the suitcase. Ah, wow. They saw the suitcase and they just started having all these psychosomatic symptoms. Mm. And we're trying to explain to them, like, we'll be back on Sunday. It's just, we're going to the wedding. We'll be right back. But all they saw was the suitcase. And Mm -hmm. last time mommy had a suitcase... Yeah, she was gone for a long time. 
she was gone for a long time. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is, if I needed a sign. Yeah, this is it. This is it. <laughs> this wow. is it. And so I was like, definitely, when do I turn these papers in? So that was kind yeah. of, that was definitely, they made it easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, it's, you said it's, you made it easy, but it's still a very difficult decision to make yes. because it's, it's a change of lifestyle, right? Like mm -hmm. you said that by then you're at mm -hmm. nine, 18, 19 years mm -hmm. and you have created this lifestyle that has been reliant and uh, reliant on the, on the military structure. And now you realize that despite the positives that mm -hmm. came with it, there were so mm -hmm. many challenges that you don't realize until it, it literally slaps you in the face and you're just like, oh, okay, now how do, how do I shift from this and what do I do with this now? Well, and that's true. That is true. Um, but I guess, you know what really helped me is my husband. He's a great, he's awesome. He's such a great support. And even when I was trying to figure out what am I going to do? And, you know, my pay is going to be cut to this and da, 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 and all of that, because you're right. It, 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 it becomes very, I don't know. I don't know what the right word is, but it's just you, you become used to. I get paid mm -hmm. on the first and the fifteenth. You become yeah. used to that. Yeah, comfortable. And so it's yeah. it's it's it, it, it's very comfortable and it's very like regardless. I know I'm getting paid. I know this. And so when you're leaving that, and then that structure, just the mil whole military life is very structured. Mm -hmm. Um. So you're leaving that, but my husband was so supportive, and he was just like, you know, we're gonna make it work whatever, whatever, whatever we got to do. If we got a downsize here or downsize there, like he was very supportive. So I didn't feel like that incredible pressure that we've got to, you know, maintain whatever. Cause he was like, I know it's going to be fine, whatever. So just follow your passion. And that, that's an, that's, um, that's a blessing to be in that position because a lot of people, when they separate or retire from the military, they're following the money. Mm -hmm. because they've been used to a certain level or they want a certain level. But I didn't really, I didn't follow the money. I followed my passion. And so that's what makes it, that makes it easier too when you're in those moments where you're like, oh gosh, is this the right decision or whatever? <laughs> what am I doing? But when I'm looking at my kids, when I'm looking at my husband, and then I get to go to work and do something that I'm passionate about, like it may, even though the money is not the same and it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same, but it's worth it though. And mm. so even though it's not the same, it is worth it. And I, and I'm at peace with the decision that I made. So mm, that is beautiful. Yeah. So I definitely want to take a moment and go back to what I normally start off the podcast with, but um, I didn't is what does resilience mean to you? Resilience is, is the key to bounce back it's like those uh the like the little clown things you know, you know what i'm saying i don't know they're like they have like a rounded bottom mm. they're weighted on the bottom yes they're weighted on the bottom and you can punch them mm. and they go down but they get back up oh i love that analogy <laughs> they go down but they get back up and so to me that's resilience there have been times i got knocked down and i'm like whoa what was that but then i get back up and that i think well the, the military definitely helps with learning that, <laughs> with learning that there's lots of teachable moments. Um, but when you're, when you're knocked down, but you're able to get back up, that's what resiliency uh, is to me. 
Mm, I love that. I, I love that analogy because I think it's, you know, it's just so spot on. And it's one of those things that um, for me, I, I definitely want people to understand that resilience doesn't necessarily define a moment. Mm -hmm. the, resilience is a process that mm -hmm. is in, mm -hmm. it's included in your lifestyle and being knocked down looks different for everybody. And mm -hmm. what, what, what may knock you down may not necessarily knock me down. Right. And mm -hmm. in your mind, you know, you, you may say, Oh, well, that's not that serious. Right. Right. But it, again, it's that individual's ability to bounce back and that individual's ability to recognize that, okay, I'm going to overcome and I'm going to, mm -hmm. like you said, mm -hmm. come after I get knocked down that there's that time and now I'm going to get back up again and keep moving. And, mm -hmm. and I think that, uh, like I said, I really love the analogy of uh, the, the balanced clown or, or whatnot, but that, that image mm -hmm. and uh, recognizing that it's going to, it's, it's always happening. Mm -hmm. It's always it's happening. Just, it's, it's, um, my kids asked me, cause when I was in, when I was in my master's degree program, that was, that was unlike anything I'd ever experienced. <laughs> that was the work and I was, you know, full-time and my, my kiddos and uh, my husband and, and it was, I was going through a lot cause you know, switching from military to civilian and then learning edu you know, every, every profession has its acronyms and its ways of doing things and, and policies. And, and I'm trying to learn that, another system, but I'm used to this old system and they don't necessarily <laughs> mesh and all of this stuff is on me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, but I just, I got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. And so my kids and I were having this conversation about that. And we came up with the phrase, um, tenacious perseverance, mm. right? Tenacious perseverance. So it's rough. The winds of adversity are just blowing like I can hardly keep going, but I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And every day it's something new, but I'm just going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And eventually, <laughs> eventually I'm going to get there. Might not get there the fastest, but I'm going to get there. If I can just keep with that tenacious perseverance and just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Mm, I love that. And oh my goodness, I love that. And uh, these analogies are just so vivid and just, I think, so spot on. Um, so what are some of the challenges that you had to overcome and um, and how you continue to implement those lessons learned in, in your lifestyle? Um, so scheduling is definitely a challenge, right? When you've got, I've got two kids, they have different activities that are not <laughs> always in the same place at the same time. Um, my full time, I was a teacher, right? So you, mm -hmm. and then I was JROTC. So JROTC is, is a different animal mm. in that it's not just a class, it's a program. So we've got after school activities, we've got things on the weekend. Um, so trying to balance all of that, then my, you know, my kid has recital, my kid has this, uh, my husband's got uh, some dinner that spouses are supposed to attend. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? Oh, but I got, and I got homework <laughs> and I got to write a 10 page paper on what and <laughs> and I'm and I'm feeling like I have no more words. I, I I have no more words. I don't know what else to put on this paper. I just I have no more words. And so definitely those kinds of challenges. Um, 
dealing with sometimes dealing with coworkers mm. and you have different pers personality conflicts. One person is definitely a, a type A and they're, you know, let's get it, let's get it. Let's, and then the other person's more kind of calm and chill. And so you've got those kind of uh, conflicts. Um, just, just a lot of those kinds of, I think everyday kind of things that a lot of people go through, but just figuring out how to balance it all the balance of it all. Um, like I said, I, I keep singing my husband's praises, but when I was in my master's program, sometimes he would just take the kids on a Saturday. They go bowling, they go to the movies, they go do a bunch of stuff so I can focus because I've been ripping and running all week and now I got that 10 page paper. That's two. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't really you know, had a whole lot of time to look at it. So now I've got to uh, figure out how to get these words together, uh, get this done, or I've got some kind of a case study that's due or um, just just things like that. Just mm -hmm. more for, I guess to me, I feel like it's probably normal everyday stuff. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel normal in everyday at the, in the moment. But now when I look back, I'm like, oh, you know, that's life. People, I'm not the only one that's gone through that, but um but people do. And then, you know, like in the military, if you're dealing with your your weight or some standard uh, mm -hmm. PT standards, um, just all kinds of challenges and just uh, figuring out how to be successful is, you know, do the best that you can do. You know, uh, excellence in all we do. That's one of Air Force core values. And I, I they, they've kind of it's in me now. It's just in me now after all of those years in the military. And so I definitely try um, with everything that I do to put everything that I put forth. I definitely try to make sure that it is uh, my personal best. So mm, I love that. And, uh, you know, I love the honesty in that, Ebony, is that, you know, finding that balance, regardless, regardless at the end of the day, we know logically that this is life. And we have to find mm -hmm. that way to juggle and balance. Right. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it it looks perfect every day or right. that everything falls into that schedule just right where you are able mm -hmm. to just, you know, nail one task after the, the next. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that it comes easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, on top of the everyday, everyday life, your family juggles, then you have everything that life throws at you too. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it's just, it's, it's an appreciation for the beauty and the chaos. And oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. The beauty and the chaos. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, and like you said, and for me, and I've come to appreciate that the, that balance, that work life, family life, it doesn't look the same every day. And I have to recognize, and I, and it took me a while to appreciate that, that just because this worked today for me, it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that it's going to carry this for tomorrow. So I have, so but isn't I, that hard though? Yes. It's it hard though. It is. Because you're like, but I did this yesterday. I did this. Why is it not working today? This, come on now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You know, and so I've had to learn. So out of everything, I've just kind of had to learn, like, what are those what are those those windows of flexibility that I can give myself to give to allow me to be reactive when I need mm. to be? And I think that's the only way that I've been able to just really say, OK, you know what? Instead of me trying to 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 just perfect my day, how mm -hmm. do I give myself room to be flexible? I love that. Yeah. yeah. Margin. 
yes. margin. Yes. I'm, I'm learning that because so long I lived with no margin. So if yes. it didn't go perfect like it did yesterday, I was like, man. Yes. <laughs> but yes. you do. You have to you have to be able to put some margin in your life because you mm. can't control traffic. You can't control your kid decided to. And it's like, come on, baby, we've been doing this for three weeks. Like, <laughs> yes, you know the routine. What are you doing? Come yes, on, ma'am. Yeah. But yes, having yeah. having some margins. So when they just, you know, they they when do some crazy stuff. Yes, <laughs> they do some crazy stuff. You know, we've been eating cereal, but now you want pancakes. <laughs> you better be happy with this cereal. Let's go. But yeah, yeah, having some margin because when you don't have margin in your life, I think it uh, it definitely affects you, not necessarily in a positive way. Mm, you know yes. what I mean? Because you're trying your best not to yell at your kids. You're trying your Woo! best to keep your you're trying your best to keep your peace. You're trying your best to be that you know. Because like you said, with the doll, you know, yes. when we were talking earlier with the dolls. So then, um, I rem I felt so horrible. I remember one time my kids were playing, and one of I don't know. I don't know if it was my son or my daughter, but one of them started yelling, hey, I said, stop it. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. Is that supposed to be me? I was like, oh, my gosh. They will let you know. I was like, okay, I need a little bit more margin in my life because I'm yelling. I'm yelling. <laughs> You know, and I didn't and, even realize I was yelling, but I'm yelling. Yeah, and in your mind, you're just like, okay, well, you know, this is normal, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't just because it's normal, it doesn't mean that there's another way to do it, right? And mm -hmm. and you know, and that's one of the things that you know when we talk about that resilience, resilience is is that's that's all part of it. It is that okay, you know, this is I this is how I reacted in this moment, but. Mm -hmm. I realized that in that moment, that's who I was in that moment. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that that moment is going to define me again. Yeah. And then that I cannot, yeah. I cannot grow from that. Right. So that's mm -hmm. all part of, you know, resilience is that mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's that, it's that ability to have that mindset to be, right. to grow that growth. Right. Mindset. Yeah. Right. You know, when I think it's, it's, uh, it's very powerful when you can look at your mistakes mm. and instead of making excuses for them, Ooh. you can say, you know what? That was, that's me. I'm going to own that yes. and I'm yes. going to fix that. I yes. think it's very powerful when you can, like a lot of people will say, well, or this situation or whatever. And it's like, you know what? That's all true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all those things did happen. However, I'm going to take responsibility for my actions. I'm going to own that. I'm going to own that. I yelled. I did. <laughs> they proved it. Um, <laughs> they played it back. <laughs> but I'm going to but I'm going to figure out how to how to not. Be, I'm going to figure out how to do things differently the next time. Yeah, so that's powerful. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that that leads me right into, you know, what uh, what else I wanted to talk to you about is that that mindset and how do you take that mindset into what you do professionally at school mm, and how, mm -hmm. mm, yes, you see where I was mm -hmm. going with that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And how do you implement that, those lessons in our future leaders? So I think, um, 
I think the military prepared me in some ways for that because whenever we would have an event, we would always have like a we Air Force, we called it a hot wash. Okay. I think the Army calls it after action report. Yes. Um, but we would always sit down and go, what went well, what didn't go so well. Mm-hmm. And how can we fix that the next time? Mm. And so even even if I was having an individual session with a student. After the student leaves and I'm replaying back, you know, looking at my notes, I'm replaying back what we talked about. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, did I ask the right types of questions? Did I give the right type of support? Like, how can I um, do this better? I'll give you an example. So attendance, attendance is huge in school Mm. Um, and especially this last school year. Yes. (laughs) It was crazy. Right. So we did. I decided we were going to do like a. A competition kind of thing okay. to see if we can get the kids. So if you're, if you have perfect attendance, then at the end of this time frame, we're going to have like a field day kind of celebration for all these kids. And so, you know, I'm, I'm putting it out. We've got announcements. We've got flyers out. And, you know, we're telling all the kids. And but the day came, well, the day before the day came, and we're running the the data to see which kids have perfect attendance, which kids maybe missed only like one day. Um, Because we're going to celebrate them, too. Obviously, not as Mm. much as the kids with perfect attendance. But if you only miss one day, that's still that's still a good thing. That's still good. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's still good. So we're going to try to recognize them, too. But when it came to that and and the names went out, then we've got people saying, well, I I had this and and I I that and I this. And well, well, how was the data run and how was this? And did you run it? Did you run it from this? And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like I didn't think. It would be that ser- I don't want to say serious, but I didn't I didn't expect that. Right. Uh-huh. I didn't expect that, you know, and then, you know, just the, the the field day went on and whatever. And it was good. And there were certain, you know, a few hiccups here or there. And so when it was over, like I was feeling I felt a little discouraged. Right. Oh, because wow. I had because I had this perfect mm image and we're going to have the field day and the kids are going to get to run outside and play when everybody else is in school, you know, having to learn <laughs> and, <laughs> and and they're going to get hot dogs and hamburger, you know, hamburgers and ice cream. Cause it was like May. So it was uh, hot outside. Uh-huh. So they're going to get hot dogs and hamburgers and da, da, da. we're going to have prizes. And it's, it went mostly to plan, uh-huh. but not, it wasn't perfect. And so I was feeling a little discouraged. And one of my coworkers was like, um, do you realize how great that was? And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, did you see the kids' faces? Like, and so, you know, and some of the teachers told me that their kids came back and were all excited and whatever. And I was just like, wow, because I was walking around feeling discouraged because it wasn't perfect. Because mm. I told you, like, I I try to do my best in everything, and I felt like I did my best, and it still didn't go the way you wanted it. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I'm sitting back. And so then we started brainstorming. Okay. So next year, instead of doing this, we're going to do this and we'll make sure that all the teachers know in advance, these are the standards. And so we kind of, you know, cause she was like next year. And I was like, I'm not doing this again. And she was like, <laughs> no, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Because it was good. There's a few things we can fix, uh-huh. you know, but she was like, don't like, cause basically don't give up. Yeah. It wasn't perfect, but don't give up. We going to yeah. fix it and we're going to do it better. And so that, that for me was a big lesson. Cause that was being whole. And so I was, that was like huge for me. Like I'm used to 
was in, you know, could have been a part of it. And we had like, you know, over a hundred kids. It was a lot. And she was like, no, it was great, but we're going to fix this. And when we do the data, we're going to do it this way. And, you know, so just kind of wargaming and being able to say, okay, these are the things that could have been done better. You didn't know. It's the first time you've ever done it. So, hey, it's a learning experience, but we're not going to quit. Mm. We're just going to fix it and we're going to do it better the next time. And I think for me, that was a good lesson um, is that, you know, you don't always know everything. You can't always foresee everything. You can try. You can try to, okay, let me try to think like this person or think like that person or answer these questions that I know this, but you, you You're right. ultimately... You can't know everything. And so you learn, you, you, you live and you learn and you try to come back better the next time. And so that was, like I said, I, I wish I could think of the name of that clown, but <laughs> I had a supervisor that used to always, when I first came in, they used to always say weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, I got, for me, I felt like, because it wasn't perfect, I got knocked down, but I'm going to get back up. And she was like, and this time we're going to start in the fall and then we'll do a big one in the spring. So this one in the fall will be smaller. And then in the spring, now that the kids all know right, what it is, because they didn't really know what you were doing. But mm -hmm. now that they see it, they're like, I want to do that. So yeah. I'm going to come to school. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So just definitely being able to, like we, like we, like I said, just being able to see the things that could have been done better and, and doing that and doing that for the next time and not getting so down on yourself. Cause like I said, I was like, I'm not doing this. No more. This was, <laughs> so this this was a lot of work. This was a lot of work. <laughs> and then y'all gonna, mm -mm, I'm not. And she was like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. We're going to learn from it. And we're going to come back. I'm like, all right, we're going to learn uh, from it. We're going to come back. Yeah. You know, that's, that is, um, that's really awesome. And I think also for, you know, the kids to take away that lesson too, right? Mm -hmm. um, regardless of whether it's transparent to them or not, the the fact is, is that they have something to now strive for and mm -hmm. to to work towards. And mm -hmm. um, even, even if for them, if life happens to them, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that they, they still have something that they can set a goal, a goal to. So, yeah. you know, I, and, you know, and I, I definitely I, I would love to talk about, you know, the uh, some of the challenges that you have those interactions with uh, with kids in in the school. Um, and mm. how do you how do you provide that mentorship and kind of find that balance between um, not necessarily putting everything at work and being able to, you know, leave those walls because you can get absolutely invested and get burnt out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you manage that? So first of all, self-care is important. I know this <laughs> has been the year of self-care. Um, <laughs> this has definitely been the year of self-care, but yeah. So some, you're right. Some of the students are challenging. My personality is kind is. I strive very much to be peaceful and mm. calm. And so a lot of kids, you know, they're not used to that. Their environment, their home is anything but calm, is anything but peaceful. So when they're on a 10, mm. I'm not going to go to a 10 because that's not going to bring them to a five. Yeah. Right. So it's just all in learning de-escalation. But a lot of times it's difficult, especially when a child is talking to an adult in a way that an adult does not 
receive well, mm. <laughs> right? So when a child, you're like, wait, hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring you mind. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Right, right. So, so having the exactly. So having the presence of mind to go bring it down, bring it down, because <laughs> they're a child, and you know. But I try, I try very much to, um, to to stay, to not allow their level to affect my level. Mm. I've even said sometimes, like, I'm not yelling at you. Why are you yelling at me? And then they're like, Well, this is the way I talk, and I'm like, That's just the way you talk? You sure? Because <laughs> I'm not yelling. So why are we yelling? You know, and then sometimes they'll hear themselves, especially if if somebody is yelling and you're not at a certain point, they're going to hear themselves. Yes. Why am I the only one that's yelling? She's not yelling. Yes. <laughs> at some point. But a lot of times we don't allow that moment to happen because mm. we're like, whoa, nobody's going to talk to me like that. And we yeah. come back at them. So now instead of de-escalating, now we're escalating. Mm. They were at a 10. I went to a 10. Now they're at a 15. I just went to a 15. So I think having, like you just said, the presence of mind to be able to try to, to, try to keep it, keep it calm, right? Keep it level um, so that they can come down. Right. And then sometimes I don't even talk, especially if they're on a 10. I might not even say a whole lot because they're not hearing me anyway. So let me just let them throttle down <laughs> and then maybe they get to a, a, a five or a six. Then maybe we can talk. Um, but then, yeah, after you've gone through a whole day of that or a whole week of that, <laughs> it's definitely, you know what I mean? So my my uh, commute is anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes. Okay. And so in that time, that's usually my time to, to throttle down because, you know, absorbing all of that energy all day can be a bit much. So that's usually my time. Um, I might put on something loud and hype for a few minutes. Um, I always tell myself when I get to this point, then I'm going to put my book on. Mm. Or I'm gonna put my or I like I like listening to podcasts and audible books and things like that. So I might put on some music until I get, you know, to the certain street. And then after that, then I'll put on a book or something. Because my mind is kind of processing and racing and, of course. and whatever. So I put, you know, I'm like, I want to listen to my book, but I can't right now because I won't hear anything they're saying. Yeah. I'm <laughs> still my mind up. will still yeah. be my mind will still be on that kid and how I felt inside, but didn't re show on the outside. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's kind of my time. You know, I deal with that at, at work. I absorb a lot. Then now I've got to process that and let that go so that I don't be yelling at my kids and then mm. they're they're you know, or, you know, flying off the handle. And they're like, but mommy, all I said was, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you right. My bad. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I guess I, I need to go ride around the block one more time because I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't still, all the way. Yeah. Didn't calm down yet. <laughs> I wasn't all the way decompressed before I walked in the door. But yeah, definitely. You do have to. Um, you kind of have. It's once again, it's that balance. Right. Mm. I'm at work. I'm helping them process their anger, grief joy, sadness, whatever it is. And then now I've got to process, I've got to decompress and let that go um, so that I can be fully present at home. 
right? Because I don't want to give everything I have at work and then I come home and I have nothing left for my own children. That's that's not fair to them, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so that, that 30, 40 minutes on the way home, that definitely helps me kind of get in the right frame of mind. You know, I appreciate that because also it goes back and forth. It's the energy that you bring home and also that energy that you bring to work and finding mm-hmm. a way, finding a way to um, maintain it, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. I, and I appreciate, and I appreciate that you, you said so many things, how um, recognizing that I am not the cause of, of this, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not going to continue to um, enable it or mm-hmm. so what can I do to make this moment effective? What can I do to, even if it doesn't necessarily resolve the issue, but how can we still walk away with something positive coming out of that moment? And right. sometimes, and sometimes just that moment of them hearing themselves mm-hmm. or that moment that they have to vent and get it out that alone is success because for Absolutely. some for some of those kids they don't necessarily have outlets or positive outlets that they can refer to or just let it out and be themselves and say what they want to say in that moment and okay mm-hmm. all right now that you got it out all right what now exactly exactly <laughs> you know what you're, you're you're absolutely right or a lot of you know, so behavior is learned, right? Mm, yeah. So, so just like we were talking about with our kids and their dolls, they see mom respond a certain way. So yes. they respond a certain way. Yes. And so a lot of time, and I've learned that just being in education, you, you have a student that's behaving in a certain way. Sometimes you'll meet the parent and you're like, oh. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> and so then now, so, 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 and I mean, it's just, if you, yeah, that's, I know her, I know their mom and you'll see, you'll see behaviors, you'll see thought processes, whatever. That's the same. It's just, you know, good or bad. That's just, it is what it is, but you're right. Being able to allow the kid to vent, voice their frustrations or whatever. And then after all of that said and done, now let's think about another Mm. way that we could have done that. I know this is your habit. I know this is your pattern. I know that that's completely normal to you. Maybe that's normal in your family. But let's see about a better way. How else could we have expressed what we were feeling without what just happened, Mm. right? And so then a lot of times that causes them to think because what do you mean there's another way, Yeah, right? <laughs> this is how we. This is how we do it. This is this is the way that we express ourselves. Okay, and that's you know that is what it is. But let's just. I'm just going to offer you an alternative, mm. right? I'm just going to offer you an alternative, right? So you take it. I hope you take it, but take it, leave it. I'm going to offer you an alternative way because let's look at what you did. Did you get the result that you wanted? Mm. If not, maybe we could consider this alternative way to to, to express ourselves. And so that usually, even if they don't want to admit it right away, that usually causes Start. them to think yes. mm-hmm, and yeah. they process it. And so sometimes the next day they'll be like, I did such and such. And you're like, Oh, okay. That's, you know, that's cool. That's what's up. You know? And they're like, Oh, I tried this or, or even if it didn't work all the way, they tried, they started out good. And then the teacher just said whatever. And they was just gone. And so, <laughs> I was trying to do what you said. And I'm like, okay, all right. So might take a little practice. The seed has been planted. (laughs) 
Exactly. We're going to practice yeah. it. We're going to keep working at it until we get it, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That is, you know, I, I really like that. And you know, sometimes it, all it needs is the seed to be planted. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. cause like you said, behavior is learned. So the same way that they learn the behaviors is the same way they can unlearn the behaviors. As long mm -hmm. as there is, there's enough, um, there's enough positive, um, behaviors or even an outlet that can mm -hmm. continue to nourish that right. particular, uh, that particular seed. And, you know, and mm -hmm. I genuinely, I genuinely believe that I genuinely believe that, uh, it doesn't have to be everybody, but as long as there's somebody, yes, mm -hmm. as long as Absolutely. there's somebody to introduce the idea, because kids are sponges and they're mm -hmm. going to continue to uh, attract and retain information from all source, all source around mm -hmm. us. And you know, and if you're that person, you know, as much as that that weighs on you, you know, yeah. <laughs> but and it does, yes. And no, I can I, I can see that. Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry. I was just going to say you're 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 absolutely right. And I think as a counselor, even teachers, oh, it can yeah. get overwhelming. It can get overwhelming because you feel like I'm not reaching enough. Mm. But sometimes, you know what I mean? Because there's there may be 500, 600, 700, 800 kids in your school. But like you said, you might have just reached that one. Yes, and that one it made all the difference. You know what I mean? So it's definitely that, you know, and that's something that um, I had a principal tell me was just, you come to school, you do the best you can every day. And, you know, that's all you can do. But a lot of times it does feel overwhelming. That weight does feel like, cause you're looking at all these kids and you feel that responsibility for all of the kids. But you, you may not be able to reach all of the kids. I might develop a rapport with just these few. And then this teacher develops a rapport with those few. But collectively, we're reaching all of these kids. So I think that's, yeah, that that is something that I think counselors and teachers definitely deal with this feeling that pressure mm. to make a difference in everybody's life. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh, that's a really good point. It actually leads into my next question as far as what are some misconceptions or some myths that you've had to um, have conversations about with either parents or teachers or um, individuals that may not necessarily understand uh, your role as a counselor? Okay, so I don't fix things. Mm. I, can't, I can't fix everything. That is definitely yes. something I learned this, this year is because I think, oh, you're the counselor. You're the counselor. And I'm like, yeah, yeah counselor, but I don't fit. I'm not here to fix things. I'm here to care. I'm here to help you walk through things. I, you know, we can work together and help you figure out the best solutions uh, to whatever it is that you're dealing with, but I don't, I'm not the fixer. Oh, there is wow. no way with mm. 800 kids in the school, I'm going to fix everybody's life. That's <laughs> That's not, it's impossible. And it's unfair. Yes. It's unfair. That's unfair. I don't fix. I can help. Yeah. I definitely care. I definitely care. And I want the best for you. And I want, you know, you to be successful. I want to help parents um, help their kids be successful, but I don't fix that. That was, that was huge for me because I started out because, because if you allow, and, and, and I don't know that it's, I don't think it's coming from a bad place, but 
definitely that pressure is put on you by your coworkers and 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 even you know people in a higher position than you to fix everything. Mm. And that I feel like I I had to let that go. Like I can't I can't I'm one person. I can't fix everything. But I I I'm more than happy to walk beside you as we go through this together. So yeah, that's to me biggest things. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love that concept. It's even like, for instance, um, and I'm, I, I don't want to downplay it, but to me, it's the concept of, you know, um, like right now we're potty training our girls. Mm-hmm. And when I bring them to the daycare, I don't expect uh, my provider to potty train them if I right. am not reinforcing those right. uh, those behaviors at home. So mm-hmm. I cannot expect you to do something if I am not teaming up with you mm-hmm. to to do that. So it's not your responsibility. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so I love, I love that you, you know, you had that realization, like, that's not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's, it's not, you know, we can mm-hmm. definitely, hi, we can definitely high five Partner. and mm-hmm. we can definitely work together and see how we can continue to reinforce these behaviors. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, that's you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's that's another thing that I did. You're absolutely right. That I learned is like if I say because a lot of times kids are used to that. Right. They're used to adults telling them what to do. Yes. Right. They, they come in and they're in receive mode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. how. I don't know what you want me to do. Right. <laughs> I don't know. You know, because I'm like, well, I see here that you're having difficulty in these two or three classes. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then they're sitting there waiting for me to say, you need to blah, 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 blah. Wow. Right. Yeah. Because that that's what they're used to. Adults tell kids what to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what to do. Let's partner together. Let's figure it out. Because if it's your if it's their idea, they're going to be a lot more uh, receptive receptive exactly mm-hmm. to doing it versus if I just say, well, you need to study more, or you need to do this, or have you talked to your teacher? You need to ask questions. Or you, if it's their idea, mm. they're going to be more receptive. So part of what I do is help them come to those solutions that they're okay with, because then, you know, they, they might do what I said once or twice, but if they feel like it didn't work, they're like, eh. and then they're like, well, you see it. And that didn't work. So, <laughs> So I'm like, nope, we're not going to do that. I will partner with you. I will definitely partner with you. We work together. You want to go talk to the teacher. You want whatever you want. You want to talk to your parents, whatever. I will partner with you and we will work through this together, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. I think that is so important to not only that, it's the beginning of creating that understanding that you are responsible for your decisions. You are responsible for um, making your happiness. So you need to start owning that and Mm -hmm. start making decisions Mm -hmm. on your own. You know, not, you're not necessarily going to have the opportunity to make decisions on every single thing. But if you're Correct. given an opportunity to start to, to be part of that decision, own it. Right. And that's the and that's the thing I did this. Uh, I've done this activity before with some, with kids is just it's called circle of control. Mm, right? I love that. So a lot of, you know, a lot of kids, they'll say, you know, well, you know, this or that. And I'm like, OK, well, let's look at the things that we can control and let's look at the things that we can't control. 
right? You can't control what your teacher's going to say. You can't control how they're going to respond. You can't control because it's the teacher's classroom. So they control the environment. You can't control this. You can't. What can we control, right? Mm. Like you said, we can control the choices we make. We can control our behavior. We can control the way that we think. You know, these are things that we can control. And so teaching them that, because a lot of times they're, especially in middle school, they're half baby or half little yes. kid, half little kid and half, you ain't got to tell me, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, and they, and they go back and forth. They kind of go back and forth. And so they feel like they don't have any control, but yet they want control. So they're mad at you because you have, and it's like, okay. Let's look at what we can control and what we can't control. If we can't control it, there's no there's no need, be, you know, messing with that. Let's look, let's work with what we can control. Yes, I can control my attitude. I can control my behavior. I can control my choices. Let's work with that, and then let's go from there. And getting them to to think that way, um, it can be very powerful and very rewarding. I think once they realize yes. that they do have control over some things, that's powerful for them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love, you called it the, the circle of control. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. I think that's such a, a, a powerful concept. And just like you said, having that, having the, the, knowing the power in those moments mm-hmm. and how much, how much influence you make. And it's not only that, just, it's not, I mean, oh God, that goes into so many other things. It's getting, it's getting me excited, but it's not only recognizing the, uh, what you control, but it's also what you do. What is the very next thing you choose mm-hmm. to do or you choose mm-hmm. not to do? Can right. be, that is, that's going to be the, the mm-hmm. difference in how you start to implement those, uh, those decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Based on what you can control. Yes. What's the the next step? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'll tell you what, Ebony, this, this, there has to be a part two to this because I (laughs) I feel like this is just the beginning and tapping into, uh, you know, just this mindset and being able to, uh, continue empower that, uh, the ability for you to choose, and for you to decide yes. what you do next. I, I, I love that concept. So mm-hmm. I will, uh, you know, as I get ready to close out, it's my favorite question that I always end Uh-oh. up with, <laughs> with is that what is the one thing that you wish you would have known when you began your journey or your career? And what advice would you give to your younger self? So... I am very, so we talked about that tenacious perseverance mm-hmm. and I'm definitely the kind of person, like I said, you know, even in the military, when I had that PT test and I was like, one more lap, we'll keep putting one foot in front of the other. Like that's yeah. like, I'm that person. I think I would tell myself to relax, Ooh. to mm. relax. Like I'm so determined that I'm going to get there. I'm so like, we going to do this. We, I might not be first, but we. <laughs> But yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make it. I'm going to, I'm going to finish. And I think I would tell myself to relax and just enjoy the journey. You know what I mean? Like, yes. like, having, like having confidence in my ability that you are going to get there eventually. So just relax and enjoy the journey while you're on your way. Mm. I think that's what I would, I would tell myself. Cause I'm I, like, I said, that tenacious perseverance, like I can be very 
I don't know, stubborn yes, uh-huh. <laughs> or intense, but just breathe, relax, have confidence in the fact you are going to get there and just enjoy the journey on your way. So, yeah. That is beautiful. And, you know, I, I love I love that uh, that concept because a lot of times we put so much pressure mm-hmm. on ourselves and knowing that it's not that you're not necessarily questioning your ability, mm-hmm. you know, but you're making the process so much more uh, so much more intense than mm-hmm. it needs to be where mm-hmm. like you said it's the journey it's there's so much other things that are happening in that process that you're not necessarily yeah. appreciating right. in those moments right. so yeah i love i love that and uh you know just being able to recognize that hey i know i got this right yeah it's going to happen it's yeah. going to happen yeah i just got to breathe through it right yeah. it's like just it's like when you're talking it's like um it's like taking, for instance, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the Gulf Coast, like specifically like Mississippi, but you can take I-10, mm. which is a direct route um, to get somewhere, mm-hmm. or you can take highway to go along the... I'll repeat that again. I think you uh, broke up a little bit. And um, it's slower. But it's mm-hmm. a beautiful rock house and Biloxi and there's all of that. Or you can interstate and just speed through it. So just relaxing and, you know, saying, I'm going to take the scenic route. I'm just going to enjoy the journey and we're going to get there and it's going to be fine. So, yeah. Yeah, that is beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. Ebony, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast and I've enjoyed every second of it and just being able to, uh, you know, to just uh, enjoy and just recognizing moments and the journey and being Mm -hmm. able to take, take the, take the, take a pause, like you said, enjoying Mm -hmm. it. Right. This is all part of it. So I, uh, again, so thankful that, you guys have allowed me to be part of the family and introduce your family. And I look forward to our journey of friendship as we continue to move forward. Absolutely. I'm so, so appreciative. You know, my husband has introduced me to a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he does. He, yes, he, he's definitely the social one, yeah. um, but he has introduced me to a lot of people, but I'm definitely, definitely grateful that uh, I've got an opportunity to meet you and your husband and your kiddos. And, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the future as well. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you so much for your time. And it was absolute pleasure having you on On The Bounce. Thank you. As always. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us and listening to On The Bounce. If you would like to read more on the topics discussed in today's episode, I have included the links to the research I have referenced in the episode description. Please feel free to share your thoughts and leave a comment. And as always, see you next time.